Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Gateway to the Smokies. This podcast is about America's most visited national park, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding towns. This area is filled with ancient natural beauty, a deep storied history, and a rich mountain culture that we explore with weekly episodes. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, a man of the world, but also with deep roots in these mountains. My family has lived in the Great Smokies for over 200 years. My business is in travel, but my heart is in culture. Today's episode, we're going to learn about the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area and the Blue Ridge Craft Trail. The first, a little news. And, and on my, in my intro, I'm always mentioning that it's the most visited national park. Well, in 2020, it is again, the, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park is the most visited uh, national park in the nation with over uh, 12.1 million visits. And that's quadruple um, the, the number of visits of the second place Yellowstone National Park that had 3.8 million vis visitors. However, there's another National Park, park Service unit in the, the Smoky Mountain area that is the number one of all the National Park Service units. It's not a national park, but it is a, a part of the Natural Park Service uh, um, operating uh, uh, domain. And that is the Blue Ridge Parkway. And it's number one. It recorded 14.1 million visits, visits, making it the most popular National Park Service unit. Um, you know, the um, Smokies superintendent is very proud of this accomplishment. Said we had a couple of bad uh, months there, but then it, boom, it really exploded. Uh, big concerns we got to work and worry about is, is that people, uh, you know, are not necessarily taking care when they're parking and things like that. It's been a little bit more uh, full of litter and uh, damaged roadside. So people out there, uh, pay attention to parking and do it in a responsible manner. Um, so... I'm uh, pretty proud of that. Um, also, gonna, I want to talk about that there's a, the Great Smoky Mountains Association has a new podcast series, which I think is pretty exciting. They're going to explore Black Appalachian music. It's a six-part podcast miniseries exploring the intersection of Black history and Southern Appalachian music. Um, the first one is going to be called Sepia Tones. I think it's already launched, exploring Black Appalachian music. It's hosted by Dr. William Turner and told Ted Olson, surveying the many Black roots and branches of Southern Appalachian music by sharing research, listening to recordings, and interviewing contemporary Black musicians and experts in music history. Uh, it's, it's, it's the, the, it is available. It's now it's called Smoky Mountain Air, and it's on uh, it's on GSMA's uh, existing podcast, uh, and it's it actually premiered uh, just about uh, the beginning of April, um, and, it, and it will it'll be fo it'll focus on the neglected endless contributions to the country and blues, and it'll have some featured guests including Loyal Jones, Jamie Leva, and Sparky Rucker, and then the the remaining five episodes were released through 2022. Uh, and we'll cover topics such as the complex history of Black music in East Tennessee, Black sacred music, Black women musicians, and the diverse landscape of music communities in Southern Appalachia. In one of our early podcasts on the Gateway to the Smokies podcast, we talked about various contributions to 
uh, uh, music in the in the in the Smokies, and they talked about West African uh, contributions, especially with the banjo, which came from uh, West Africa, and how that introduced a sort of a, a rhythm to the to the music that uh, you know made it you know much more popular. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm pretty happy about that, and be sure to listen to it. I like great podcasts premiering in the in the area. Um, so our guest today is Leslie Hartley. She is the communications manager of at the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area, based in Asheville. She has spent most of her career in tourism and nonprofit fields in Western North Carolina. She has enjoyed more than ten years in professional marketing and communications leadership roles. She is the communications manager at Blue Ridge National uh, Heritage Area, which is an actual-based nonprofit that serves as a steward of Western North Carolina's natural and cultural treasures. So hi, Leslie. So how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. It's good to see you too. So, uh, so did you grow up in Western North Carolina? You know, actually, I was born in Western North Carolina in Hickory, which is at least used to be known as the furniture capital of the world. Um, and uh, I did grow up in Western North Carolina in Black That's Mountain, fabulous. right outside of Asheville. So then, uh, you, but you went all the way to Minnesota for your master's. That's true. Um, scholarships can be a, a strong pull. And I also <laughs> wanted to experience a completely different uh, environment and and I sure did so I got to travel around some and then I was ready to call North Carolina home again I missed the green the green trees and uh, just the, the beauty <laughs> of, of, of western North Carolina called me home so you ended up uh, working in radio for a little while when you came back right I did actually I started in radio public radio uh, in college as an internship and then moved on to have a job in that and was fortunate enough to work at um, at WCQS, which now is Blue Ridge Public Radio in Asheville for a few years as their morning edition host. Was that a news sort of a, a program or was it, was it? Commentary? Yeah, that's, that's their um, morning edition is the, is the national news for uh, public radio. And I handled the the local the local hosting of that yeah I, it was great cool i think i listened to that station they have some music programs on there right also they do they do i think it's, it's i think they have some classical music. but they had some cool music there i think mm -hmm. I, I, I like the music down in western north carolina on the public station there's a couple different ones and yeah they, they uh they are really uh um eclectic i thought yeah Yes. Um, so then you were at Biltmore States. That must have a challenging job. You were there for six years. Um, I love that job. It was it was a really good experience. Um, yeah, I was there for six years. I felt I felt really fortunate to be a part of the marketing team there, and um, I focused on online content, which was a new term back then. Uh, <laughs> now everyone everyone is wanting content. Content uh, is king. Yeah, content is king. That's right. I run a, I run another podcast called Wise Content, and my line is "Content is king, but wise content rules the world." <laughs> but uh, so true. Yeah. Well, Billmore does a pretty good job. Uh, I guess you helped set all that up. They, they really, uh, they really, you know, saturate the internet with 
good content about what they do, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, they're a top-notch group. There's no doubt about it. Um, and they have an excellent mission to uh, really protect that 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 place of uh, it's still the largest America's largest home. Uh -huh. uh, so it's a beautiful place if you haven't been there. Oh, I've been there. I love the place. And then, you know, they have all those gardens and has, you know, it's the most visited winery in the world. Yes. I know. Yes. It's crazy, right? <laughs> so then uh, I saw, this was an interesting thing. You were working, I think, for Canuga Conferences. Uh, and right. they and the, when they came and refilmed Dirty Dancing there, was that fun? <laughs> That's true. Um, Jennifer Lopez uh, and others were in the remake of Dirty Dancing, an iconic film. Um, and Canuga has these wonderful little cottages that were designed and built in the early 1900s. It has a lake. Um, it was just a perfect setting to to recreate the movie. If you're familiar with the movie, um, it's set in a New York. I want to say the Catskills, maybe. Um, yeah, it's the Catskills. Yeah, yeah. and um, anyway, it was interesting to have a, a, the full crew. Uh, the whole the whole place was basically taken over <laughs> by um, the film crew, and everyone was very gracious. It was it was a good experience. Well, Western North Carolina is a great as a great place for doing a lot of films. So they do a lot of films in the mountains mm -hmm. there, and so it's uh, that's uh, not not surprising. I think they actually did the original film at Lake Lure area. Some parts of it were def yeah, that's right. You're exactly right. Yeah. Uh, the um, I think the the very well known and often imitated lift scene in the lake, I believe, was filmed in. Um, in Lake Lure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. So how did you end up at the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area? Well, um, I really love their mission of wanting to protect and preserve this region that I love um, and the, the, the natural resources, the cultural treasures are important to them. And I really love the idea of being a part of a nonprofit that had a passionate mission and something that I believed in. Um, so I joined, I joined them on a contract basis a few years ago, and I've been in this role for about two years. And can you tell us, tell, tell the listeners, what is the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, in about 17 years ago, the Western North Carolina region was designated a place of national significance, a region of national significance because of the distinct character, culture, and the natural beauty that you can only find in the mountains and foothills of North Carolina. And um, so that's our nonprofit organization, the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area Partnership. We take, help take care of Western North Carolina, this region. Mm -hmm. And that was done. That was, that's a nat, that was by the Congress. You know, the, the, that was at the national level, right? That's correct. Yes, yeah. it, at, at the federal level. And how, is it is it significant funding that you get every year from the the, the United States, the government? We are very grateful to receive um, our our uh, our the foundation of funds from the federal government. Um, 
it it is how we are funded partially we but i'll tell you that every for every dollar we receive we uh have to match one to one but we often go two to one at the very least in our matching uh, and we do that through grants and partnerships all right cool well when we come back i i, I want to talk more about what it, what why it exists and then what makes it distinct all right okay sounds good thank you Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Leslie Hartley. So Leslie, so we're talking about the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area and, and it's 25 uh, counties in Western North Carolina. Why does it exist in that form? Why those 25 characters, uh, counties? Why was it created? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we're talking about the mountains and the foothills that you find in the western part of North Carolina, and it was deemed as an as an area that's distinct with natural beauty, um, cultural traditions that you only find in this area, and those are living traditions that have been passed on from generation to generation. And our nonprofit, um, the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area Partnership. Of serves as the steward of that footprint. We have uh, the mission of protecting, preserving, and thoughtfully promoting the natural and cultural resources here in our region. Yeah. Um, you know, and you could ask, you know, why is it distinct? And when you think about it, Joseph, it's we've got the highest mountain east of the Mississippi with Mount Mitchell, uh, the oldest river in North America with the New River. You had mentioned at the top of your show the most visited national park lands um, in the country with the Great Smokies and now the Blue Ridge Parkway um, itself getting over 14 million visitors last year. And also importantly, we're the ancestral home of the Cherokee uh -huh. in Western North Carolina. So that's what made, I guess that might make the difference. I was trying to figure out why it's not also including, say, East Tennessee, some counties there, as well as some counties in Virginia. But I guess the Cherokee uh, cultural tradition is also and critically important to make it distinct, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so what do you do to serve Western North Carolina? Well, we, um, we do this. We serve as a steward. Through, we have a grants program where we support uh, organizations in our region with projects that will help further the, the traditions or um, not just the traditions, but also might enhance the cultural assets as well. I mean, excuse me, the natural, nat natural assets uh, as well. Say, for example, we just provided a grant to help um, the Cherokee in the Koala Boundary create an aviary for eagles, for injured eagles. And we have provided that grant for them to do the research 
um, to make that happen, <clears throat> of course, the eagle feathers would be used ceremonially um, and the, the eagles would be taken care of. And that would be the, the first one on the whole East Coast that exists. So that kind of gives you an idea of one of the things we've done. We also um, recently helped fund the Nina Simone uh, Park in Tron, North Carolina, which is the site of where she grew up. A good part of her where she grew up was right here in Western North Carolina. Nina Simone, of course, being the iconic um, jazz singer, jazz and blues singer. And um, anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry if I got off track cool. a little no, no. bit. Yeah, yeah. Give you examples, but it's trying to give you a sense of the flavor of where we're coming from. Um, so we do this grants program. We also have training and we have cultural programming as well. Oh, that's, uh, you know, uh, you, you sent me off this thing because I didn't even discover that. You know, I, um, what, uh, you know, one of, um, one of my early projects was is I worked with Nina Simone's daughter to create uh, okay. their website for the Nina Simone Foundation, their first website. Uh, so that was fantastic. Yeah, so uh, you, you caught me off guard because I, I missed that little tidbit of trivia. That had been great to know. Uh, yeah, so, um, but I knew she had, uh, you know, there was some relevance to this area for Nina Simone. I love Nina Simone. That's fantastic. Yes, and then, me and too. The, and the eagle, um, you know, thing is pretty good. You know that I just had Francis Figart here on from the Great Smoky Mountains Association. And they, they're trying to get, uh, you know, the, you know the, 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 they're talking about this. She was here talking about her books, but the big one was, was about, you know, the, the problem with the, the interstates and not having footbridges for animals to go across, mm. right? Is that something that you guys might also get involved with? I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not asking for a promise or anything. Is that the kind of Oh, sure of not. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't promise that. Um, you know, that sounds like a Department of Transportation potential project, but um, I'm not sure. We just haven't been, I'm familiar with what you're talking about. And to me personally, they sound like a great idea. Right. Um, and I think they've, they're doing that in California now, right? I, um, that I don't know. I think yeah, the, the discussion I think there is California. one at least in, uh, in, in California that I saw the other day on, on the news, but um, it sounds like a great idea. Cool. It might be something that we would be interested in learning more about. Fabulous. So, so, you, so I was looking at the cultural programs you offer and uh, they look pretty pretty extensive, like Cherokee history and heritage, Appalachian craft heritage, traditional music heritage, historic North Carolina agricultural heritage. What do you guys do with that? Well, we really help uh, spread the word about the agricultural traditions through our website at blueridgeheritage.com. Uh, mm. We, you know, we have a rich, obviously a rich agricultural heritage here. And that continues today, not only with what you would think of as traditional farming, but we have an, an ever-growing amount of farmers markets in the local towns, um, uh, beekeepers, wineries. Now it's expanded. Even oh. we have a viticult. We have two viticulture areas in Western North Carolina, in the um, Henderson County area, and then up in the Yadkin Valley area as well. Wow. 
you know, Waynesville, what has the Waynesville in, in the county that I have my business in is got a, what the one of the historic uh, historic farmers markets. That's yes. Really cute. Yes, that's kind of cute. And you know, I was a beekeeper back in the day, so I'm glad to see you were doing beekeeping. <laughs> oh, okay. Gosh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, this. Um, I think it's very much alive and well, and you see younger people taking that on and and um, finding new ways to connect with the potential market or potential um, customers through the farmers markets and through offering uh, CSAs or the where you can purchase your your vegetables. So yeah. So I had some I had some questions about. Um... You know, really interesting. You offer extensive services online, and it seems really ambitious. And I just wanted to, you know, a little bit more about that. So, for example, you guys have these wonderful itineraries. How do you how do you get those get those built, or do you accept them from partners? Or what what do what do you do? You know. Well, um, for example, we now have the Blue Ridge Craft Trails that we're developing, yeah. and I'd, I'd love to talk about that and talk about those itineraries and how we create them. Um, first off, the Blue, the Blue Ridge Craft Trails is a, um, it's a new initiative of ours where we're going through the North Carolina mountains and foothills and curating kind of a drivable trail that you can follow mm -hmm. uh, to, to discover these artists and studios, artist galleries and studios in the, those 25 counties. And we are creating itineraries. We have a team that literally goes out visits um, these sites and takes in what's going on in that region or what's going on in that county and um, puts together a suggested itinerary to not only visit with the artists, but also what's going on with the outdoor recreation. Um, what, what kind of small town experience can you have to connect with the community? whether that's the craft beer, as I mentioned, the wineries and distilleries that we have. Um, so we try to give you a 360 experience, at least an option to, mm -hmm. to have a wonderful time. It's, it's a great idea to, it's a great time to get outside and kind of explore and have one-on-one -on -one experiences with artists. So is that, um, those itineraries going to be available separately or are they part of the itineraries that you already offer? They are, um, you can find those Blue Ridge Craft Trails itineraries uh, at blueridgecrafttrails.com, as well yeah. as uh, maps and artist profiles. But we, we have, that's a really good question. Uh, if you go to the website, you'll see that we have suggested itineraries. But then Joseph, we also have this itinerary builder where you can actually choose the different towns, the different types of artists you want to, you want to visit and put it all together. We have a tool that helps put together your own customized itinerary. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. It is. Uh, uh, yeah. But the, again, that's, um, you know, the, it's ambitious. So, I mean, do you, do you get, do you get partners in all the areas to help you or do you go out and do that to get all those, that, all that information yourself? How do you find the artist? Oh, okay. That's a great question. We, um, we start with having community input sessions. We go to the community leaders, the artists, arts councils of that area, um, and ask for recommendations. And then we have a, a team that's 
focused right now on pulling together the Blue Ridge Craft Trails itineraries and profiles, but um, and also curating that that trail down to uh, we do that throughout through our own research. We do research and then we do site visits, um, and those who bubble up to to the top through that process are then selected to be on the trails. So we that is we do that through partnerships uh, in the communities as well as then the boots on the ground is our own team. All right. Well, cool. And then um, we come back, we'll talk more about the, this craft trails. And I'm also hit a little bit on, you have some music trails and some other kind of cool stuff. So we can talk about that when we come back. Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Leslie Hartley. Hey, hey Leslie. So uh, we're talking about, about Blue Ridge Trails and, and we were specifically talking about the craft trail, but you had a, a, the, the, the Heritage uh, a Partnership had a uh, music trail before that, right? Yeah, we still have a, a very lively music trail uh, at BlueRidgeMusicNC.com. And really, that's a, um, it's still very much alive. It celebrates the traditional music, bluegrass, blues, and, and gospel you can find in North Carolina's mountains and foothills. Um, and I tell you, Joseph, music is back. Live music is back. Our, ah, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Our website, uh, we really try our best to keep up with all the live music offerings in Western North Carolina and uh, keep, that, keep that up and updated. So you're, you can find from the Bluff Mountain Festival that's coming up to the Earl Scruggs Center, Picking on the Square, and of course, Merle Fest. Uh, looking forward to that coming back in, in September. I, I saw that. I just saw online uh, Balsam range which uh i had one of the, i had uh, tim surd here on the show uh i just announced they're gonna be part of that so it looks pretty exciting yeah i saw that yeah. today too yeah yeah it should uh, be really good hope we can get tickets <laughs> oh I, I hope so too uh so people can go to that site you mentioned to to actually find music events and festivals and each an individual artist that you visit as well right that's right that's uh, blue ridge music nc.com Cool. So was the, the Blue Ridge Craft Trails uh, mirrored after that? Well, I think um, in a way in, in that uh, we've had the experience of putting together a trail that focuses on uh, cultural heritage of our region. Otherwise, it's it's been a new experience. Um, we I tell you, we had... Uh, We've, we've been fortunate to have the Appalachian Regional Commission and the Cherokee Preservation Foundation, just to mention a few, come on board and support this effort. Uh, we're very appreciative to that. And the Blue Ridge Craft Trails, is, it's a new initiative. And we, um, we're getting close to completing the development of the project. You can certainly find 
over 150 artists right now on the website, as well as suggested itineraries at blueridgecrafttrails.com. But we, you know, just that's a lot of ground to cover, 25 counties, uh, know, the mountains, you've got, you've got mountains and valleys and rivers and uh, it's a lot of trails to cover, but it's a, it's a wonderful job to have. Well, there's a lot of crafts that have been going on in the, in the Blue Ridge area for, you know, for centuries now. Uh, and so there's a lot of history there to cover. I, uh, I read a, um, a quote by I, I don't, I, Angie Chandler, I think the executive director of the Blue Ridge right. uh, National Heritage. And she said, our goal is to increase income for traditional and contemporary artisans, enhance cultural tourism and improve local economies. We are building on Western North Carolina's history as a leading center for craft production and education in the United States. I think this was early in your announcement. Is that still generally the, the purpose and the intent? Absolutely. Um, that is definitely it. We are looking to bring uh, folks who are interested in craft to the actual makers and spend time with them the, and, and learn what inspires them, what's the history of what they're doing and just connect, uh, connect with these artists, connect with the community that they're in and, and have a one-on-one -on -one with them and really a one-of-a-kind experience where you can bring home a piece that's been, it's one-of-a-kind to say again, the piece of art that mm -hmm. uh, you can get directly from the maker. And we're seeing this have, make a difference already. One of the first two counties two of the first two counties that we uh, completed this project in was Clay and Cherokee counties out in the far west mm -hmm. uh, region. And we have gotten positive feedback. Um, we had an exhibit in one of the visit North Carolina, excuse me, one of the North Carolina visit visitor centers and uh, an exhibit on the Blue Ridge Craft Trails. And people actually sought out some of the artists who were exhibited from seeing it in the visitor center and uh, told them so when they went out there. Oh, really? That's fabulous. Mm -hmm. So you're having some, some uh, success stories. People are giving great uh, reviews back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even with the challenge of the past year with, with the COVID precautions, um, we're still seeing, we're, we've still went out there um, very safely and through Zoom often continue to develop this this trail, but we didn't give up and we um, are persevering and making, making, making quite a dent in the project. Like I said, we already have about 150 artists on the trail. Wow. And um, do you, uh, how, so somebody can go to the website and get an itinerary or travel. They can go travel to uh, like craftsmen. Is that, they can actually go visit. Do they have to call ahead or, or what do they, what do they, what do, they do? Yeah, um, go to blueridgecrafttrails.com. We have some suggested itineraries, uh, or you can build your own itinerary with a, an itinerary tool that we have. And you can find Google Maps on our website. We have a Google Map for each one of the artists if you want to go visit them. As far as, you know, some of the artists who are uh, in their own home studio, they do like folks to come by appointment. Um, and then wondering. some you have hold regular hours, but we note that 
on each one of the profiles that we have on the website. So you won't be caught, caught surprised. You'll, you'll be able to plan your trip. And can people um, find, do you also make suggestions on like places to eat, places to stay, things to do? Yes. Yeah, we do. We do. um, We do our research uh, and uh, have places you don't want to miss, whether it's rafting in that area, got some really good rafting or great little hikes to go on, um, mountain biking, craft brewery or wineries. We also have distilleries. Um, yes, we do. North Carolina. Elevated and, Mountain Distillery, uh, shout out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's a, we do have recommendations, not only on the, the artists visiting them, but kind of a full experience. What would you like to do in addition to visiting with a craft artist? Um, so you get some really good information from those itineraries on our website. Do you get to see, uh, do you have pictures of the craft too so that people can get an idea of what they're going to see? Yeah, we do. That's a great question. We do have images um, of usually of the artist or at least of the artist, most importantly, of the, not most importantly, but importantly of the artist's work. So you get an idea. And, you know, we're talking about jewelers, woodworkers, weavers, potters, um, I just visited with someone last Friday who has created, um, I don't know if your listeners will know this, the uh, barn quilt squares that go on barns that you find frequently in Western North Carolina. And and I think it started in, I want to say it started in Ohio, but it's really been adopted here in Western North Carolina. And she had created over 3,000 of these in the past few years and that kind of blew my mind because she does it by hand um wow yeah and she was inspired by the quilts that she grew up with she said when she grew up she you didn't know about blankets going to the store and buying blankets you slept under your grandmother's quilts and um that's what I did it's a good story (laughs) My mother's uh, still a quilter. My, uh, you know, she's in her going to be eighty this year. She still quilts, quilts. You know, it's serious, it's serious. You know, yes, yes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. people get together. So, um, so um, do you, uh, I guess it's not just the the bigger towns. You take them into the really small towns too, right? Yeah, definitely. We we want folks to get out into the small towns and find those hidden gems that are, you know, in these picturesque, truly scenically beautiful towns and what beautiful drives to get there. Um, Really nice road trip to take in Western North Carolina, whether you're going along the the ribbon of road that runs through it, which is the Blue Ridge Parkway, Mm -hmm. or on some of the other roads. Um, Yeah, it's not just the large towns like Asheville. it's it's smaller smaller little towns like Brasstown in far west North Carolina that has the John C. Campbell Folk School um, that's well known for a place to you can take workshops there on everything from blacksmithing to basketry. Um, that's that great. just gives you an idea. And places like you include also things like the Folk Art Center on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yes, they're one of our anchor sites, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. 
So it sounds like this is a, a great resource for visitors coming to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, I look forward, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look forward to it. How does, um, how do businesses um, that, for example, I own a lodging facility, we're going to have some music, uh, we're, we're doing a Smoky Mountain Heritage Center. Uh, and uh, we're also going to feature crafts and things. How would a business uh, get uh, apply to be part of your, your trails? Yeah, um, it's good to be aware. If you wanted to uh, get in touch with me at leslie at blueridgeheritage.com, um, I, could, I could pass it along, definitely. I um I, I can see your place definitely being on the Blue Ridge Music Trails as a venue yeah. for the music. And, and we would also want to talk with you about the craft trails and how that could work out. Um, tell, tell me about your, your craft. Well, you know, I have uh, an artistic background. Um, so I have actually, you know, so personally, I've been putting some of my own craft art into some of the rooms, but we've also been putting handmade quilts and now we're starting to do things like sculptures that we find and uh, of craft people. So throughout the area, we're starting to put them into the into the into the rooms, oh, and, that's great. Plan, and plans to you know to you know develop in the Smoky Mountain Heritage Center a, a whole area for crafts mm -hmm. uh, and things like that. So yeah, I see uh, that as a good partnership that can that could really come around. That's yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, we're going we're to take a break right now. When we come back, you'll give some any shout outs you want to to people who helped you along the way here and, you know, any, and then what the future holds. Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy, and back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast with my guest, Leslie Hartley. So we've been talking about the Blue Ridge and the craft trails, the music trails, the, the heritage area, uh, and all that. And it's, it's all really wonderful. Uh, you know, the, but the title of this podcast is the Gateway to the Smokies. So I was just wondering... You know, uh, do you guys promote the Smokies as part of what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's this remarkable biosphere in in the in the mountains, and part of it is here in North Carolina. Um, wouldn't be right if we didn't mention that on our website, right? And, yeah, uh, and whenever we can. Um, it's an, it's an amazing, if, if someone hasn't visited yet, I think it's definitely worth make, putting that on your bucket list because it's, it's amazing. I mean, from whether you're into birding or um, leaf peeping in the fall, seeing wildlife and just gorgeous beauty. I don't have to tell you that, Joseph, how beautiful it is. I imagine some of your itineraries take you through that, the, the Great Smokies Mountains, right? Yeah, we actually have um, in the main part of the website, blueridgeheritage.com. On that website, you'll find an itinerary, a suggested itinerary for driving through the, through the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. So um, 
That's well, there's there, there's a couple great drive through there, right? 441. You also got the Blue Ridge Parkway. Uh, and maybe people can even go hiking on the Appalachian Trail as they go do some of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't have to do the whole thing. Just get yeah, out there and just, do a little bit of it. That's just still a little bit part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But the, you know, or you go through the go through the Smokies on the Blue Ridge. Go then go from uh, from Cherokee to Balsam, which is near Waynesville and Silva, which is some great towns with lots of arts. Maggie Valley, then all the yeah. way to Asheville, right? Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's a great itinerary right there. Yeah. Um, so, what's the future for the um, for the Blue Ridge uh, heritage area, the craft trails, the music trails, any of this stuff? What do you guys got planned and coming down the pipe? Yeah. Well, a lot of our energy is focused on the Blue Ridge craft trails right now, and getting that uh, completed. Uh, it's always going to be a work in progress because it. It's digital, it lives on blueridgecrafttrails.com. And as you can imagine, um, we will always be looking for artists who want to be a part of it and who fit the criteria. But anyway, so but right now we're working on, on developing it as fully as we can and having each one of the counties of the 25 counties represented on the website um, with the profiles of those artists and galleries and suggested itineraries that's fabulous yeah so besides you so uh you know let's give some let's uh you have any anybody you want to thank for helping uh do this along the way any, any oh wow or, you didn't mention <laughs> so many <laughs> good partners people, right? yeah so many good partners um first starting with the appalachian regional commission which has been a major funder of this program and the cherokee preservation foundation um, Community Foundation of Western North Carolina, and I probably can't list, think of everyone, but That's we certainly right. thank all of them. Um, to to all of the arts councils, you know, um, and the tourism development authorities and the Chamber of Commerces that have really helped us find these wonderful hidden gems in, in the small towns of Western North Carolina. Cool. Uh, I know you uh, you mentioned some websites, uh, but you also have Facebook and Instagram accounts, right? That that's true. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You can find us on Facebook under Blue Ridge National Heritage Area, as well as on Instagram, uh, Blue Ridge National Heritage Area. If you search for that, that's you'll find us. We keep we have some beautiful images, as you can imagine, that we get to share on our Instagram account. It's worth following definitely well it's fabulous well i thank you very much for being on this show uh it's been wonderful to find out about this it's a great resource i look forward to seeing it uh, continue to develop i think it'd be great for people wanting to visit the area to use your your websites and, and accounts and uh and itineraries to make things a wonderful experience for them thank you joseph and thanks for all you do in helping get the word out about our area and um, the valuable work that you do. Got to come visit your place soon. You do. You do. I've got a, I got a couple, uh, I got a, a couple uh, uh, shout outs of my own to do. Um, so, uh, and then I'm going to talk about a couple things to come see. So I want you to imagine a place that's evocative of motor courts of the past, yet mod modern and vibrant with a chic Appalachian feel, a place for adventure and for relaxation. Imagine a place where you can fish in a mountain heritage trout stream, 
Grill the catch on a fire and eat accompanied by fine wine or craft beers. Imagine a place with old time music and world cultural sounds. Imagine a place with Smoky Mountain heritage events. There is no other place like the Meadowlark Motel in Maggie Valley. Uh, it's the, it's the, your Smoky Mountain adventure starts with where you stay. Uh, that's my place, the MeadowlarkMotel.com. Uh, we, we announced that we got the Meadowlark Smoky Mountain Heritage Center uh, we're, we're building now with Bob Plot, you know, a noted historian and, you know, family who brought the Plot Hound to America, which is the state of dog of uh, North Carolina. And so our first event is going to be a Plot Fest reunion weekend, July 7th through the 8th. And it's a weekend of heritage-themed activities pertaining to the Plot Hound the state dog of North Carolina, and the plans to get the Plot Hound Festival started again. Um, it'll be, uh, there'll be a Friday night meet and greet uh, with, you know, music and bonfire and hosted by Bob Plot, who will regale you with lots of stories. Then the Saturday, when you'll see things like the original Plot family gun and accoutrements and pedigree display, there'll be a a plot dog program. There'll be a mechanical pair, bear bay demo with Gary Bowen. There'll be a bench show demo with Eugene Walker, Gary Beatty, and Gary Bowen. There'll be a present presentation of awards and uh, and, uh, and 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 with the special awards that were by winners designed by Corey Plot and Shane Plot. And there'll be conversations with legends. Uh, and then there'll be a raffle of items. Uh, donated by Gary Beatty and GT Hunting Supplies and a book signing with Bob Plop and Jacob Plop. And there'll be a, then a whole time hunting foods and ballads with William Ritter. And there'll be a supper break. And then there'll be fellowship and brainstorming well into the evening. Uh, and then you might do some karaoke if somebody wants to. <laughs> so it should be a nice event. You can, if you, if you stay at the motel, you get in free. Um, then there's going to be, uh, on the 17th, this is exciting, talking about Balsam Range, Darren Nicholson of Balsam Range will be having a bluegrass band camp and concert. Uh, so it's an exclusive event for aspiring musicians to learn and interact with some of the best artists in the business, culminating in an all-star concert. So there'll be band workshops with Darren Nicholson, Audie Blaylock, Eric Ellis, and Reed Jones, a song songwriting workshop with Darren Nicholson and friends. And then there'll be and instrumental workshops with uh, with Reed and mandolin with uh, Darren, banjo with Eric, and guitar with Audie. Then there'll be a dinner break, and then there'll be an all-star concert. That sounds fantastic, don't you think? Uh, so please uh, reach out to Millark.com to experience those things. I also have another sponsor, Smokiesadventure.com. Smokies is plural, and it's information and listings about the Smokies focused on outdoor recreation. Uh, with uh, and outdoor life uh, events like weddings and adventures, uh, along with providing similar information about lodging and entertainment and events and conventions and honeymoons and stuff like that. Uh, and it has it has a, it's gonna, it has a lot of books and maps available for purchase or download to help you experience your Smoky Mountain adventure. Um, this podcast, you can find out more information on. Um, on gateway to the smokies.fun. Um, and uh, it's pod and the podcast can be seen live on, on, on www.facebook slash gateway to the smokies podcast. Um, um, let's see. And it, it's also available on 
talkradio.nyc and uh, the podcast you can hear live on talkradio.nyc and um, they also have a Facebook page where they're streaming live so look for talk radio on Facebook uh, talkradio.nyc on Facebook and you'll be able to see it live there um, and next week we're going to have a guest named Dale Stewart he is a known natural. He's known as a naturalist, a solo explorer, an ethnologist, a natural sound recorder. His syndicated radio program, Nature's Edge, aims to immerse the listener in the wonder, surprise, and importance that is nature. Um, so, uh, and again, I want to mention TalkRadio.nyc is a network we air on live and has a lot of wonderful shows. Try listening to the one after this about New York City. Um, the the um, um, and uh, I look forward to seeing you next week. Same time, same bat channel. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye.